Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. Yes, and we've got something to say today after yesterday's transfer roundup. No, no show. We do apologise for that once again. Um, but Chris Kamara popped in to see us, who uh, kind of talked a bit about his career. It was interesting, wasn't it? We didn't intend to kind of. We just went no. down that road, but it was fascinating. Yeah, I like Kemi. And uh, then we, of course, uh, had Martin Kellner in. He we was, did, yeah. Um, he was on good form. Um, and we also spoke to the chairman of uh, B-Dale, AFC. They are the football club who are sponsored by the Sausage Makers, Heck. And their kits are pretty extravagant. So uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, we've just had an attack of Jim's. Jim doing the Beatles in the office. Yeah, that's right. During his show from the Cavern Club. It was a great show, actually. It was really very good, fun. yeah, yeah. Help, I need somebody. <laughs> Here comes the son's Martin Lipton, who joins us next. That will be good, yeah. We, other ones, we said, all you need is and love, because we're talking Coventry now. That would have been good, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm hearing it's been a hard day's night. Yeah. You get the idea. You get the idea. We went to full Jim and the Beatles, yeah. yeah anyway, uh, clips, we've got some good ones today. Sometimes you just, we've got 18, and there's some there's some very good ones in there. You know, we, yeah. we can't make them up. Some days we come in. Well, it's, about, it's two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, Lumber, I suppose that's Lumber, true, weren't you? Last week. So, yeah. yeah, but anyway, some good clips at 3.30 this afternoon. Well, uh, how was the window for you, Andy? <laughs> Tremendous. What was it like then? What was it like knowing you were going to do no business? Well, I, I didn't even bother to check. I didn't bother to listen to Talk Sport at 5 o'clock. I didn't bother to check Sky Sports News because what was the point, yeah. really? I mean, I knew what was happening. And, uh, you know, I, look, I'm, I'm interested in the, what the other clubs do, but, you know, it does make it, you know, you obviously have no skin in the game. So I'm less fascinated interest. to see how you line up tomorrow. And how you, how you kind of play under Lampard? Well, it's going to be I, different. I know how we're going to play under Lampard. We're going to be pressing. We're going to play, get rid, move the ball quicker. We're mm. going to lose the ball more than we did under um, sorry. sorry, and we'll give away more goals because the under Sorry we had the ball for seventy percent of the time. That's yeah, why yeah, we didn't course. give away a lot of goals, yeah. you know. Um, but on the other hand, it's going to be fun to watch, and they some of the football in preseason has been terrific. Are you expecting any shocks then in the in the lineup? Are you expecting players that think, oh, hello? No, I think I, I could probably name you the lineup. Do you now. think Mason Mount would start? He's a, a big fan, isn't he? Yeah, it's a difficult one, that. I've got a feeling not. I think it'll be um, Pedro on one side, Pulisic on the other. And who plays up front, though? Will it be? It's been Tammy Abraham starting in pre-season. Well, Will okay. it be him on Sunday? It's going to be hard. But uh, given once the, the 
he has a full complement of players to pick from. The, the good ones come back, like Hudson Adoy and Loftus Cheek. I think it'll be all right. But I've I've drawn up my league table. I'll be giving it to. Uh, we'll be discussing it with Motti, where I think everybody will finish. It's absolutely worthless. I've got no ability whatsoever. There's but, a few crossings out on it, so you've obviously well, I've sort of you know moved the, teams around. Well, as the transfers came in and out, I've sort of oh, moved okay. them about a bit, you know. But uh, who are the biggest? Can you just even give us a hint? Who were the biggest movers after the window closed? Then uh, I think West Ham up think, or down up. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think Watford went up a bit as well. Uh, Everton looked good and they made a lot of signings, but they've got th- they've only got three centre halves, and I think that's going to leave them a little bit short. But we'll we'll see anyway. We're going to be um, having a chat with uh, Alex Crook very shortly. Who kept us in touch with all the transfers yesterday, and just rounding things up, the winners and losers and all that, and some quite surprising stats around um, net spend in the window as well. Because mm. you know you look at some of these, you think, blimey, they spend a lot of money, but. Having sold a few, not at all. No, net spend is what it's about. It's not mm. what you spend, it's the net spend. And, yeah. But I do love these, uh, the quotes that you get. Um, Marco Silva was talking about Alex Awobi and he said, Alex was one of our main targets. Oh, come on. <laughs> you trying to get Zaha for about three <laughs> months and you failed on the well, last day. you've got to make the lad win. feel special. I know, but that's um, nonsense, isn't it? We got, we're so pleased to have signed Wilf Light. I mean, really. <laughs> Wilf, oh, Wilf, Wilf Light. Light. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what they've gone with, isn't it? They've, uh, they wanted someone to do that job. And if you yeah. can't get Wilf, you get Alex Awobi. Let's be honest. Romelu Lukaku. Inter were the only club I wanted because Inter is not for everyone. I don't know what he means by that. I'm here to bring the Nera Azuri back to the top. Or the Blianco Neri back to the top, or stay at the top if you'd signed for Juventus, you'd been quite happy to. Yeah. They do, players and everybody do talk rubbish, don't they, about all this, but there you, there you go, what can you do? Um, and this also, I'm intrigued by this Sun editorial today, it says, finally it's back, and we all feel this, the Premier League promises to be better than ever, mm. and this season we'll see the added drama of VAR, about time too, I can't wait for the editorial in about three weeks when it says, <laughs> it's ruining our game, yeah. get rid of it. Our new campaign, <laughs> St- yeah. Yeah, yeah. S-T-O-P-V-A-R. <laughs> that will be it. We'll all have badges on at work. It's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I did like this quote. Talking of quotes, quote from Neymar, who's trying to obviously needle all the people at PSG. Mm. He says, this is from Enya Luco's piece in The Guardian today. He says, his favourite part, he says his favourite memory in football is being part of a team that beat PSG 6-1. When he played for Barcelona. Oh, oh yeah, that's guaranteed. That's some play. exit strategy, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's going to play really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old um, Neymar. What else do we have for you today? Um, I think that's something. Oh, yeah. Adama Traore didn't play mm. last night. Didn't travel uh, with Wolves. Forgot his passport. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> he turned up with his ID card. <laughs> And they he left said, the house too quickly, didn't he? That was the problem. Yeah, he does everything so quickly. If he just, we needed Darren Campbell there to slow him down a bit. Down. Just grab your passport before you dash out. He's very much Billy Wiz, isn't he? For kids there in the Beano. Ask your dad. Ask your granddad. Billy Wiz did everything fast. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, going into too much detail well, you know. as Billy got older. But um, oh, for goodness sake. But yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. He, he turned up with his ID card, and they said, "Sorry, Adama, you can't, yeah. uh, you can't travel your ID card." So he went home and watched tra- Jim White on transfer deadline <laughs> day, no doubt. I, um, I, I noticed something in Scotland. Do you know where Livingston play? Do you know their, what their home ground's called? Uh, no, I don't, Andy. I should. I suppose I should. Really. Yeah, I was reading the Scottish Sun was reporting Andy Devlin at the Tony Macaroni in- <laughs> Arena. Is that right? The Tony, Tony Macaroni. The Tony Macaroni <laughs> Arena. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow, okay. okay. That's a good what, is that, where does that come from? Can the Livingston fans... Uh, well, I some tell us the army of Livingston fans listening in this afternoon. Either a player or somebody, you know, a chairman I or doubt something. If, I, I imagine it's a local it's business, local Andy. It can't be, uh, can't be an ex-player. Who's <laughs> called Tony Macaroni? <laughs> well, it could be Tony's Macaroni, but it isn't Tony's Macaroni. It's Tony Macaroni. Okay, well, look, I, bet he's, hmm. I bet it's some kind of... I, Probably, I, I don't yeah. know. I could be wrong. I did like this birth announcement in the... Uh, in the in the Times yeah. the other day, it says uh, uh, to the Kissinger family, uh, Martin and um, Victoria, a daughter, Isabella sure. Rose. Surely it should have been Henrietta. <laughs> yeah. You missed a trick there. Henrietta Kissinger. If you go to the very top, wouldn't she? <laughs> sure. It would be good. Uh, definitely. Um, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. What? It's um, a bog brush, but with a difference. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Versace and it costs uh, £810. The That's toilet just, brush. Just for the brush. Really? You got six seven five for the base and four <laughs> two five for the holder. Oh for goodness yeah. sake. And uh, and <laughs> you've got more money and sense if you buy Well I just a thought, Versace you know, whatever whether brush. you buy one for one pound fifty in IKEA or you spend or you spend effectively mm. uh, two grand on one from Versace, it's still going down the same hole <laughs> and coming back with the same stuff on it, isn't it? Really? So if you think about it sorry Johnny's eating his lunch. But it's true. I mean I, true, I don't yeah. see the point. I don't see the well, point. There's no point at all. There is, there's clearly, there is, no, clearly but is no, one stop, no point. No one stop Cristiano getting one, will it, with his Versace <laughs> bog brush? Bookies have cut the odds for the wettest August ever. Who are these people betting on the weather? Is it like fixed odds machine? Not good, is it? I mean, if you, you really, you should go, definitely go and watch Lloyd Griffith's documentary <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday on, if you're if you're absolutely. if you're lumping on the, the wettest August ever. Yeah, certainly get some help. And uh, a bit worried about Roman Abramovich. Uh, it's a 3.2% drop in revenue for his company to 6.1 billion. I'm really so I mean, yeah. Get your it? checkbook out, Abramovich. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he, he could have done, but it wouldn't have made <laughs> any can't. wouldn't have made any difference really. <laughs> it's true. It? Yeah. And uh, a sign of the apocalypse: one in nine Brits say their meal out was ruined by having no phone signal. Yeah. How depressing is that? Um, <laughs> as we suspected. Thank you very much, Steve in Edinburgh. Oh yeah. Uh, Tom McDavid will will be up. We'll be up in Edinburgh next oh, week. Yeah, I hope this one up there will pop in. Tony Macaroni is a Scottish chain of, uh, of Italian restaurants. The stadium is nicknamed the Spaghetti Hat. <laughs> oh, that's very, very good, very Steve. Very good. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so that, that explains. Ex-player. <laughs> we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll never forget that. the legend. People were, they retired the number nine shirt with macaroni on the back of it. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Cammy, good to see you. Good, great to see you too. And yeah. Mention Green King... But with my name afterwards, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, what do you get up to in the summer, Cammy? Can you switch off from football completely or not? Yes, yes, I can, yeah, because uh, I have a love of animals, mm -hmm. massive love of animals. So, every other year, me and my wife go on safari. Oh, lovely. Wow. So, we did it. We went to the Maasai Mara this year, um, had a wonderful time, and uh, it was cat paradise. Really? Yeah, really? it was. Lions, cheetahs, leopards. Yeah, yeah you've got to compare with Goffy. You know, Goffy's yeah. just been on one. He got bitten by a scorpion, didn't I he? Know, I saw it in the paper really? this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should eat Goffy's come back. He'll show you his war wounds. He had a great time, though. Did he? Yeah. Oh, have you, I, I went on one a few years, but it is fun. Have you ever been on one, Andy? No? No, I did look for tigers in India once and managed to What, spot on your own? <laughs> with your blunder <laughs> yeah. With a pith no, helmet no, with a camera. A bit like Donna Stell. Yeah, we've done some ridiculous things we actually three years ago we walked with lions 
Wow. Right, and they closed it down a year later after it killed somebody. Ooh. Well, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Which yeah. it, they, Not they, Nathan they, Lyons, they was it? <laughs> <laughs> they, they renamed it Run From Lyons, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of course they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, can you remember that first pre-season when um then when you after you retired was it was it a joy when you realized you didn't have to do all that running again uh sort of yeah. sort of yeah what happened was um the chairman of bradford i was player manager of bradford city mm. and the chairman mm. of bradford jeffrey richmond advised me to retire right so the reason why he advised me to retire because i thought i still had a season left in me uh he knew that if he sacked me as the manager, as as player manager, I could go back to my playing contract, right. which he didn't want. So he said, "Look, I think it's highly time you thought about hanging up the boots." <laughs> Did you realise he was doing this at the time? Yes, yeah, oh, I yeah. knew yeah. exactly what he was, what doing. He was doing. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly what he was doing, and I, and I thought, and I went home and spoke to my wife, and she said, "Oh well, you know, you are getting more injuries than you normally get, so." Maybe he's right. Maybe he should do it. And to be fair, it was probably one of the best decisions. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you, can't, you can't change the course of history, can you? No, that's true. And I, but did you? I mean, we talked a lot about players' mental health when they stopped playing. I mean, how did you? Did you cope okay? Was it? Yeah, was it? I was so lucky, wasn't I? Because I fell in. You know, from being a manager, I fell straight into the TV. So yeah. I've been very lucky and fortunate along the way. And, and that was uh, never. A, you weren't looking at. Were you looking at the media at that time? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I was. I, it was so fortunate the way it happened. So when Sky took over the football league, um, we just had our first season in the championship. We just got promoted mm. at Bradford, and we were top of the the league at the end of August. And I got the manager of the month. And Sky took over in September, doing the football league. And they asked me. Um, they said, "Can you do Sheffield United versus Sunderland?" So I said, "Yeah, great." It's 40 minutes down the road from me at Wakefield. And they said, oh, no, no, you've got to come to London. And Isleworth never even heard of the place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I got on the train, went to Isleworth. And that particular day, we had a double header. Marcus Buckland was doing, the, the fellow who does the tennis these mm, days. Yeah. He was um, he was his first day as presenter. And Jerry Francis was the manager of Bristol Rovers. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jerry was coming to do the second game. So I was doing the first game, Sheffield United versus Sunderland. Jerry was coming to do the second game. And Jerry got stuck on the M4 and never actually got to Sky. So I did the double header with Marcus. And from then on, they just said, oh, yeah, every time there was a game, you know, they would ring me first to see if I was available. Wow. That's how it all happened. Well, that's soccer Saturday, though. That's... The thing that really made you, wasn't it? The, oh, soccer you know, unbelievable, Jeff, and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. That that was incredible as well, because 2002, Ian Condren came to me, and he said he was the producer. I worked the producer with him years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know him well, yeah. yeah. Know, yeah. He came to me and he said, um, we're going to change it, because I'd been doing work with George Best, Rodney Marsh, Alan Mullery, Clive Allen, uh, midweek sports specials at mm. Sky and everything else like that. And he said, look, what we're going to do, we're going to take Soccer Saturday out on the road. So he said, and we'd like you to do it first. So I said, well, to be fair, Condo, people still haven't got their head round people watching TV in the studios yet. Mm. And he went, do you want to do it or don't you? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. And, you know, great bit of advice. And as you said, the uh, I didn't realise the unbelievable Jeff thing at all. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. And then the Christmas funnies, they showed it. 
uh, of me doing it. And then, of course, the students picked up on it from the universities yeah. and would send me messages, please... You know, we've got to drink our drinks when we say uh, unbelievable, Jeff. So, uh, so it's, I, it's, it's not I, that easy, I would imagine. To, I've, I've never done anything like it, but I would imagine you've got to, you know, they've got that moment where you go to Jeff, you go to, you're facing the camera and stuff's always going on behind you and you're trying to keep a, abreast of that. And you've got to be, <laughs> you've got to be succinct and you don't try not to uh, make You know me, I never miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously when your heart, your eyesight starts failing as well, <laughs> I'm sometimes watching it on a six inch by four inch monitor. Mm, wow. You know, the yeah. game. So as Jeff's talking to me live and a goal goes in, it's, it's a bit hard and you're looking over your shoulder and trying to make out who scored the goal or yeah. who's been sent off. You mm. played for, you played for Blades. You were at Sheffield United. I was indeed. Yeah, I, I had I two spells. See you in that kit. Yeah. Yeah, two spells at Sheffield United under Dave Bassett, yeah. Mm. The reason why he signed me again, because he couldn't believe how bad I was the first time. <laughs> 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 how do you think they'll do, Cammy, this year in the, in the um, Premier League? Well, Chris Wilder's done so well, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, and uh, when I look at his, his signings as well in the close season, they will be all players that he knows really, really well. Tried and trusted. The players that, um, that have developed him as a manager from... Obviously, uh, League One to the Championship and mm. Championship to the to the Premier League are all players that he knows inside out, knows how to treat players. I signed him when I was manager of Bradford, Chrissy Wilder, so oh. I know him really well, mm. know him inside out. Mm. They just, need a bit of yeah. X factor. Sorry, Paul. They need yeah. a bit of X factor so they could do with Ravel Morrison coming off for really. Yeah, um, Ravel was going to be a top player, wasn't he? I remember, mm -hmm. You know, when he was at Manchester United, talking about him in those great, you know, he could be one of the greats. And then he lost his way, didn't he? And uh, you just wonder, will he get it back? That's the thing. But if Chris has given him a try, it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, because there was a player in there, that was for sure. Yeah. Mm. Any, you think we're going to have any surprises in the Premier League, Cammy, this year? I mean. Not too many surprises, but I, I think we, you, you look at some of the signings in the, in the summer and, you know, Gary Cale and Danny Welbeck, two wonderful free transfers, yeah. you know, mm. if they can stay fit. Gary Cale was so disappointed he didn't play for your mob last year. Mm. Really I, I disappointed. Don't, I don't blame him. I think the thing was that Sarri had his thing about passing out from the back and he played in a, in a game where I think it was a League Cup game, something like that, and he struggled a bit. Mm -hmm. And then he never got another chance after that. I think Sorry made up his mind, this bloke can't pass out from the back, so therefore I don't need him in my team. But mm. as a defender, you can't argue with he what a good he does. Defender. Very you, good defender. You've seen him before. He can play from the back. That's the one yeah. good thing about Gary Cale. He can play centre-forward as, yeah. as well as he can play centre-half. So, yeah, he's got uh, goals in him too. It's a good signing for Palace, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Danny Welbeck, you know, if you, if you got him... <sighs> 100% fit, he'd yeah. be an absolute star, wouldn't he? Yeah, he always did so well for England, so yeah. yeah. Who's going to win it then, Cammy? Well, it's hard to look beyond. The, the only thing I would say, mm. if I'm a Liverpool fan, why didn't we strengthen the squad? Mm. That's the only thing you would say. You know, it might be great that the manager's mm. saying, look, I trust in you lot to go again, but a fresh face and a big name lifts the place, doesn't it? You know, mm. you don't mm. see Pep sitting on his laurels. No. He's signed... Well, he's for saying laurels. <laughs> <laughs>
I think that though that was a very I know you can't read too much into community shield but that was a very encouraging result from Liverpool I thought last week because their pre-season hadn't been great and City's had been pretty reasonable and mm-hmm. then they, they did well didn't they I mean basically they got a draw out of the game I was once at Stoke City Mick Mills was the manager and we beat everybody pre-season mm. we played Premier League sides and everything when it came to the championship we struggled yeah. you know so that can happen sure. yeah so it 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 all starts for the big boys tomorrow it's all started in the championship and one defeat doesn't write you off you know that people are already talking about um Fulham the game I'm at tomorrow Fulham Blackburn yeah. already struggling could go down again no it's one game it's one game and yeah, Barnsley yeah. who beat them last week are a decent team yeah, they are. They're a bit of a surprise. Everybody was sort of few people have said they think Barnsley can do much better than everybody is sort of suggesting. Yeah, yeah, right. decent. I saw them against Shrewsbury last season, cracking, absolutely cracking game, and it could have been a championship game. They played that well. Yeah, mm. a quick one on Leeds. You came up with Leeds, of course, didn't you, to the top division? So um, yes. What about what about them this year? Is this the year they got in Ketty in? That's good business, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think to, to go to as close as they did. Yeah, Casillas yeah. yeah. cost them. There's no doubt about that. Casillas had the shocker of all shockers against Derby. Mm. If he does that 15 minutes before half-time, conceding that first goal, if he does that 15 minutes, you can get away with it. You can get over it. Bang on half-time when you go into that dressing room. I did it once when I was manager of Bradford. We played Huddersfield and we played absolutely magnificent. And then just before half-time, we nearly conceded a goal. And I went into the dressing room. It's all about experience and learning the game. I went into the dressing room and all I went on about was that chance that they could have equalised before half-time. They went out in the second half, never played anywhere near (laughs) the performance of the first 45 minutes. I went back and I thought, that was you. I killed killed my my own team. And conceding that goal right bang on half-time yeah, yeah. against Derby. I think that's what killed them, basically, killed them off. But they're a year better. They're fantastic. They've done not great business in the transfer market because they've sold quite a few players. But, you know, the supporters say in Bielsa we trust. So uh, yeah. let's see what we'll happens. See. Yeah. Yeah. Can we lovely to see Can you as well? Oh, it's great yeah. to be yeah. in, guys. We'll catch I love up coming you. in here. Yeah, you know so, that. Well, I love the show. It makes me laugh so much. Thank you, Cam. It's very kind. We look forward to seeing you in action at the weekend. So you're going to be at Fulham. So Yeah, Fulham Blackburn I've got. It'll be an absolute cracker. You know that. It should be a good game. And we'll see you with Green King during the season, won't we? I'm sure. We will indeed, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Now, one of the eagerly anticipated moments of the new season, certainly in the last two or three years, is, yes, you've guessed it, B-Dale AFC's unveiling of their new kits. They are sponsored by the, uh, the good people at Heck, who make uh, fine sausages. And because of that, their uh, kit has a bit of a sausagey theme. A bit. (laughs) In this case, as we said, literally gone the whole hog, and uh, we have a full sausage and mash extravagance, sausage mash peas and gravy on a football shirt. Mm. And you're thinking, blimey, I bet it looks terrible. Well, not necessarily. Martin Coombs is the chairman of the club. Good afternoon, Martin. Uh, good afternoon. Fantastic. Uh, well, look, we love it again. I mean, we we love last year's uh, the hot dog, mm. but um, this is so. Uh, many, can you tell us about some of you rejected, or do you never reject them? Do you tend to do you tend to like everything they come up with? No, we tend to think. Um, how do people have the sausages? And the first kit was just sausages. Mm. <laughs> last last year's kit, well, sausage in a bowl. We had a hot dog kit, and then of course it's the iconic sausage mash and peas and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Who actually designed it? I think it's brilliant. It's it's a marketing company down in London, Hearts and Minds, um, but they work on our briefs. Yeah, it's the, really, it's really it, good. The is the butcher's apron. On one of them, you have a butcher's apron. Is that the goalkeeping yeah. kit? That's the goalkeeper's kit. Last year, the goalkeeper was in a in a barbecue kit with hot dogs in the barbecue, <laughs> and this year, it's the it's the apron, and it's. Uh, it's quite stunning. I think you'll agree. Who who first came up with the idea of doing this rather than just putting heck on the front of the shirt? Well, it's, it's, it's the founder of the company, Andrew Keeble. I used to teach him many years ago, so I've known him for an awful long time. Right. And then when they started this company, just in Beedale, you know, we, we got together and thought it would be a bit of fun. Yeah. And it, it has been. It's a bit of fun that's gone ballistic all around the world. Is it? I mean, is it good commercially for you, this association? I'm sure it is. Well, it, it's... It must be good for heck. It's raising the profile for the company. It's good for our football club, and it's good for the town of Beedale. You know, we had the tour to Yorkshire finish this year, which went worldwide, um, and so it's a it's a win 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 for the company, for the football club, and for the town, and for the charity as well, Prostate Cancer UK. Who, well, yes, who yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that's a big part of this. It, it it is fun, and the lads love getting dressed up in the sausage kit, the hot dog kit, um, or the sausage and mash kit, but you know, we lost a good friend, Steve Garbett, back in 2014 uh, to this horrible illness. Um, and his son, Dave, decided to raise some money in his dad's memory. And we formed Team Garby. 
Um, and so far, we've raised £178,483.96. Fantastic. Oh, very well, good. Well, and, and that's not so from the football kit, obviously. Mm. It's, um, we've done the football to Amsterdam bike ride three times and fundraising dinners in Leeds and lots of different things. Do the players wear the kit all season? Is it, It's not just a one-off this. It's an away kit, isn't it? Yeah. It is well, an it away is, kit, is it? It's, it's our away kit. Our normal home kit is a yellow... Well, it seems quite boring, really. It's just a yellow kit with heck. On mustard. The front. Yeah, mustard. Yeah, <laughs> mustard. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, these are readily. You can buy the away kit. Are they? Uh, can you buy them yeah. in the club shop or online? Yeah, 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 yes, the hot dog kit um, sold out. Right. And the sausage kit and the sausage cycle shirts sold out. And these are available. There's five pounds from every shirt goes to uh, prostate cancer and. If you just search for Beadell AFC, the mm. link there, or better still, just go to historicfootballshirts.co.uk right. and you can just order online. They're in stock as we speak. Have you seen some of the competition mm. you've got? There's, there's been a few. There's a, it's a broccoli kit out there, isn't there? I yeah, think. that's been out for quite some time now. But, yeah. you know, that, our, our first kit was voted the seventh worst by right. Who Ate All the Pies. Yeah. And that's my phone, boy, um, which was... Um, we're quite pleased that the hot dog kit was voted second or third, but Ollie Shepherd, who runs Kitted Out podcast, he saw on the preview, and he has called this "This is the best kit ever." By that he means <laughs> the worst kit ever. Yeah, well, I like it. Does it does it wash well? I mean, the peas don't become mushy if it uh, runs. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. The the um, no, the the kits wash really, really well. They're well made. Right. Hmm. I'd be looking to get Phil Parkinson in as the manager. I'm sorry, I just it was a bit of a tap in, really. Yeah. And you know, obviously, after every game, um, Heck provides us with sausages. Um, and after our friendly on Wednesday, when the kit was launched live on the BBC Luke hmm. North program, amazing. Um, we had sausage and mash. Nice. And it must be successful because last year our first team won the Lou Moore Cup in the North Riding League, and our reserve team won the Heck Harrogate League Division One as champions. Oh, wow. So. Eating the sausages must have some connection to playing well on the field yeah. of play. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the boys, you say the boys are quite happy to wear the kits, and uh, you've never lost a player because they weren't prepared to, to wear the kit, no? No, I mean, the first two kits, there was a bit of incredulity, you know, when they saw this kit. On Wednesday, when they had the unveiling, they actually, they quite like it. Mm. And on, on the back over the the neck on the second kit it said you'll never pork alone remember that <laughs> yeah. and this one on the back it says football's coming home for tea uh, <laughs> all right okay <laughs> fantastic mm. so people should go and get their bedow kits um and uh i'm no doubt we'll catch up with you next year martin have a good season we'll find out what you come up with for uh the, the following season all the best yeah thank you very much indeed enjoy Take talking care. to you Cheers, Martin. Bye -bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The big news in the last hour here on TalkSport has been that Andy Jacobs was a child country dancer. Um, I, I had no idea that you were so into it. <laughs> yes. I'm not as old as Andy, says Steve Crust, mm. but in the 80s at Aldington Primary School, um, we too did country dancing. I think it was tied into a BBC radio school program. Ah, yes, that the, rings a bell. The Yellow Rose of Texas was one of the hits... Sadly, no one went on to represent England at country dancing. We used to do this thing at school. They would put on the radio. Obviously, it was like kind of children's oh, yeah, yeah. radio, the BBC. Music and movement.
Mm. And you'd kind of skip round the hall in your underpants. Oh, no. It's a really weird. I look at the producer and he thinks, oh, give me this. I mean, this is what we did. This is what passed around the table. We had an understanding we science with Gert Summerhoff. Who did? Sorry, you had the Summerhoff. You're Gert. not having the Summerhoff. <laughs> Gert Summerhoff. Yeah. He used to do this program called Understanding Science. What, yeah, what, when you were at school? Yeah. Was it all exactly basically? in the same way? Like you, they'd play the, it was a BBC Teachers program. Teachers had it easy then. They just yeah, relied just on the, the BBC. On. The producers it. just hit us with news that he did. But you are, you know, you're from Torquay. I'd expect that's on the <laughs> curriculum, isn't it? You probably did do it at university. Why don't they level. put on this show in the afternoon? What's it's what? Cool. Some, what, that's not going to teach anybody <laughs> anything, not is it? Teach anybody anything? No, of course <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, anything else you want to share with the class, Andy, today? Oh yes. Um, what have I got here? <clears throat> uh, I don't know what I was thinking about. And this is interesting. There's a big athletics meeting starting uh, today. It's the European Team Championships in Poland. Yeah. And uh, Britain have got a team there, if, as you'd imagine. But honestly, it's <clears> registered. <throat> it shows you what the drug cheats did to the athletics they killed yeah. their own sport it's like a tiny little bit there like, in the paper just a little box in the tabloid that's it you know you think i remember athletics used to be such a big thing when when we were growing up big summer sport Do you th- really, don't you growing. think it's just been a quite a big transfer heavy news day that's why it got relegated maybe, you put it down to the world maybe. of drug cheatery well i think it is i think people there's less interest than the, than there was really but uh, 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 there you go we we pride ourselves on being able to turn up some of the weird and wonderful mm. stories but this one passed me by apparently it's about a month old i've discovered but i only read it victor lewis smith uh does his uh, fine column mm. uh funny old world column in in the sure. private eye and um, Flat Earth FC is the first professional football club whose followers are united by an idea. This is the Spanish team playing the Tercera division of the Spanish football league system. Third division. And, and they're all, yeah, they're all basically um, flat earthers. They all believe, like Freddie Flintoff, that the earth is flat. Yeah. Uh, here we are creating... They've got a bumpy know, pitch. <laughs> this is the trouble. I mean, what happens then? <laughs> what happens then if they're playing on, like, the slope at Yeovil or something? <laughs> but, yeah, he said we're... Doing this will constantly, they've changed the name of the club and they are Flat Earth FC and they said it will be on everybody in the media's lips. And uh, got we, new horizons. They certainly they say that. <laughs> if, Probably not. If one of them falls off the edge, they'll <laughs> yeah. say job done, won't they? Really? <laughs> I'm not going to get that ball back. I could fall off the edge. <laughs> and uh, we really. talked about B Dale FC, who are sponsored by the sausage mm. makers Heck earlier on, and they've got a sausage mash. Um, peas and gravy kit and no honestly it looks really good hmm. and uh, good point by Owen who says if Beadell uh, played Forest Green in the cup would it all go off he's got a point <laughs> that's isn't a very really? good point it could get a bit naughty well Dale he wouldn't be pleased yeah, to no, see those kits he'd probably outlaw them that's very he? true actually yeah, yeah. Uh, good point. Yeah. You see, it's uh, it's very good of uh, the counties to arrange a, a game with Australia, a Red Bull game. Worcester are playing mm. Australia. They've mm. been for the last. While England are basically, I don't know what England are doing, but they're, they're, don't think they're not they're not playing Red Bull cricket. They probably needed a break, didn't oh, they? This was a mad text. Sometimes you read these things. And I've read this text now about 15 times, and I cannot make sense of it. It comes from Simon. He texted the star. He said, I think that Moen Alley has more chance of picking the six lottery numbers than Nathan Lyons bowling. What does that, what does that mean? Well, he can't pick his bowling. Oh, I see. Of picking them. The, oh, yeah, yeah, I he can't, see. So he can't pick oh, right. his wrong'un. Well, he hasn't got a wrong one. <laughs> that's the whole point. What's the point of that? <laughs> he 
that's never wrong, and he's quite orthodox. <laughs> no, it's true, he is. Yeah, well, there you go. So now, I th I'm surprised at you, Andy. I thought, well, what was, what was throwing you there, then? I, I couldn't you work pick, out. You pick somebody's bowling as a yeah, phrase. Yeah, no, no, I get familiar. it, I get, get it, it now, now, yeah, I get yeah. it now. Now you've explained it to me. This is, <laughs> well, I'm here to help. This, this hmm. is a kind of, a bit of a sign of the sporting apocalypse, as people go round the world playing uh, friendlies during the summer, the biggest hmm. clubs in the world. Uh, this appeared in today's Metro. Cristiano Ronaldo's failure to appear in a pre-season friendly has prompted police in South Korea to uh, raid the, the offices of the promoters in a fraud investigation. Uh, the marketing agency involved had claimed the Juventus star was contractually obliged to play at least 45 minutes of the match against the K-League All-Star side in Seoul last month. More than 65,000 tickets, costing up to £270, were sold. But Ronaldo, 34, stayed on the bench, with manager Maurizio Sarri blaming muscle fatigue so you know <laughs> there's two things there a how could you ever guarantee a player's gonna no, do it and Juve on that basis would never do that you know imagine turning around to Sari saying you know we've made a few quid off of this I know he's knackered and he might do his hamstring yeah. but you're gonna have to stick him out there for 45 <laughs> minutes it's a bit worrying isn't it that yeah know? no it's, it's well you know you don't all this touring and everything isn't great for the clubs isn't great for the players and you, you will see injuries at the start of the season yeah uh, did you see that jelly deals yeah, according to the daily star could become a thing of the past cockney favorite uh, eel stocks have plummeted because of overfishing i went to eel stocks it's brilliant <laughs> some of the bands were fantastic <laughs> the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport martin kellner has joined us and mm, uh, have indeed. yeah he has we know yeah so <laughs> Well, that, despite that very racy music, <laughs> Martin Kelker has joined music. Yes. <laughs> Here we ah, go. That's perfect. Like a pair of comfortable old slippers, much like the man himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now I feel like I can concentrate on yeah, a week right. of sports mm, on TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, has anybody mentioned the transfer window on uh, TalkSport? Adrian Burrow for about five minutes yesterday, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Apart well, from I'll, that, we're not really majored on it. Okay, I won't then. Okay. Um, I watched, uh, you know, I like talking pictures. Uh, TV. I know you do. Uh, yeah. Sponsored by uh, Dormio, the uh, yeah. bed company, the memory the memory mattress. Memory mattress. Mm. Yeah. Um, Irving well, mattress. Of course. I don't know what the two. What, what, if the two of you are familiar with the Randolph Turpin story. Um, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 a, a lot of people say he was the best pound for pound boxer ever produced. Did he, you know, he, he, he lost, be, did he beat Sugar Ray Robinson? He beat Sugar Ray Robinson in 1951 and they went back. Very, very quick return. Mm. Uh, 64, the, the, the program that I watched was called uh, 64 Day Hero, mm. A Boxer's Tale. Ah. So he went straight back um, and got smashed up by uh, Sugar Ray. Yeah. Uh, but it's fantastic. It, it, it was an, it's an old movie because obviously that's Talking Pictures TV. They don't do documentaries. They do right. old movies. Mm. And it was an old movie that was released as a cinematic release in 1985 okay. um, by Gordon Williams. Oh, now, yeah, Gordon yeah. Williams, you'll be familiar with, wrote Hazel. Uh, yeah, they yeah. used to play on grass with uh, Terry, Terry Venables. Venables yeah. with Terry Venables. Hazel well, was Terry Venables as yeah. well. Yes, it was. They, they wrote mm. together because he was commercial manager at Chelsea. Mm. Um, so he, and it was an authored documentary. It was Gordon Williams going round as a journo with his notebook and everything. Mm. It was a fantastic film. really was. Yeah. What channels? Um, I'm not, I think I'll check this channel Talking out. Talking Pictures. You know, three, lots of old sitcoms as well. A lot you know. of, yeah, three two eight. The Lemington oh, Liquor. The Lemington Liquor. He was the Lemington Liquor. <laughs> yes, that's oh, probably. Oh, I see. That's what he was called. That was what he. Re yeah, yeah. Yeah, but was I don't Randolph's know what. Nickname. If you've got listeners in Lemington Spa, and I'm sure you're quite big in that part oh, of the yeah, Midlands, we're big in that, huge, yeah, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. big in that. 
1985, when Gordon Williams made this uh, movie, it was a bit of a scandal in that he wasn't... Randolph Turpin, who is arguably the most famous person ever to come from Leamington Spa. Mm. In fact, I don't think there's any arguably about it, you know, because he was a world... I mean, how many places in Britain have got a world champion boxer well, who came from got, yeah. is it in, Well, they've got a statue uh, of him, haven't they, there? Well, they may have put one up now, but yeah. certainly in 1985, they didn't have a statue of him. I think there is You're, one. Whether it's in Leamington now. Spa or not, but there is one of him somewhere. It would be pointless being yeah, anywhere probably, else. It would yeah. be in Leamington Spa. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'd be interested to know... Uh, I mean, I didn't bother looking it up afterwards, because, you know, it's too much work for what I get paid. It's very true. So uh, <laughs> I never, I never bother with that. Um, but it is doesn't run to a Wi-Fi connection. If yeah. you get, if you, <laughs> get, if you get a chance to see that movie, and on talking pictures, they do show the films over and over again. Uh, Sixty-four Day Hero, A Boxer's Tale, um, and he's, uh, and he ended up running uh, a transport calf. Uh, with his with his wife, yeah. but for a while he ran um, a sort of resort uh, on the um, at Landidno on the Great Orm. You know the Great Orm at Landidno. It's oh. also on top of the cliff there. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, when I say on top, obviously the cliff, not Cliff Richard. No, <laughs> um, of course not. No. And, uh, and this guy that he ran it with um, was sort of arguably exploited him a bit. Uh, the guy was called uh, his his initial his actual real name was some called Fred Saltz or whatever. Right. Uh, but by the time Gordon Williams got... In the dressing room. By, yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> by the time the, uh, that uh, Gordon Williams got to interview him, he changed his name to Count Zedbit Saltz. <laughs> count Zedbit Saltz. And he was a, you know, yeah. a real count. I think he bought yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but they ran this resort very, very badly. And the whole point about Randolph Turpin is eventually he committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. In 1960s, sometime in the 60s. Mm. Um, age 38 in 1966, uh, he committed suicide because he got this massive bill from the uh, tax man. He got a bill of a hundred grand. Oh, that was um, a lot of money in those days. It was a hell of a lot of money yeah, in those yeah. days. Wow. I mean, nowadays, what a week's salary for you. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, in those it's days, Warwick in England. It's it? Warwick, yeah, yeah. We're told by Dan. Thank you, Dan. Says it's actually in Warwick. The, the statue. It's a fabulous statue. Ben Foster, uh, the England uh, keeper. Uh, he's, he's from uh, Leamington Spa. Leamington Spa. Uh, Sir Frank Whittle, a man who invented the turbo jet, jet engine. engine. Yeah. And uh, who else? Razzle, the drummer from Hanoi Rocks. Oh, um, Razzle. Well, who, who yeah, went he into, wants a who, statue. Who, who basically <laughs> went into your magazine, uh, your favourite magazine, of course. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, ra yes, uh, yes. Razzle, the drummer yes. from uh, Hanoi. So uh, I got Hanoi. that one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. That's I'm totally keeping. Yeah, this week, I'm keeping the faith. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah. so, so he got this huge tax bill, yeah. and I think he had various other issues as well. And obviously, like most boxers in those days, he was exploited horribly. Mm. The fight in New York, um, he got seventy thousand for fighting Sugar Ray in New York. Uh, Jack Solomon's got one hundred and twenty-two thousand. Wow. So oh that was sort well, of. That sounds very interesting, Martin. I'll go. I'll go it and really, check that out. Check it out. Really, very really, good. You know, yeah, certainly, if you're interested in doc boxing documentary. Well, and Gordon Williams is such a journo, you know. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You know, and he's. There's bits of him going, yeah, there's even bits of him, you see him listening to cassettes, wow. which is great. Just what, Yeah, just seeing that. Yeah, yeah. so the, the cassettes of the interviews that he did with the people that are on the programme. See, wow. the people on the programme.
when you see him doing yeah. going about his business. It's great stuff. Excellent. Really so talking pictures, we're going to find yeah. that. What else did you watch this week? Anything well, else took your eye? I'm rather sad to say we, we all like Lloyd Griffith. He's a good mate. I know he's been yeah. on this show. Yeah, he was, he was in the other day talking about the show that I suppose you're going to talk about now. Which is uh, Can You Beat the Bookies? Yeah. Well, to, you know, there's a program that comes up, Can You Beat the Bookies? Uh, my answer is no. Next, please. <laughs> because to be honest, it's pointless. Yeah. To, you can beat the bookies, but you can beat the bookies if you've got to be professional. Yeah. You can't beat the bookies if you're making a TV show. And I've seen this, uh, you know, as mm. I say, Lord Griffith, fine presenter, great yeah. presenter, lovely guy, proper Grimsby Town fan and all yeah. that. Yeah. But the whole concept of it was ridiculous because mm. basically um, he had four weeks and seven and a half grand. He'll have told you this earlier mm. in the week. He did, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, and his aim was to double it. But the first thing he does, he backs horses at Cheltenham where the jockeys wear pink. So that's his first strategy. Right. Then he um, he d does some bets on dogs with people who are, um, you know, who are experts at dog racing. Yeah. Doesn't do particularly well. I never, I never back dogs. You know, I don't trust them. What is it? I don't think they're trustworthy. Well, you think they're at it? You think they kind of ease off? I think so. They're quite clever animals, aren't they? You could say them just sort of back off a bit. Well, they're loyal. They're loyal animals. Yeah, They'll come up and lick you, but I wouldn't trust them to The Leamington Licker. The Leamington Licker, indeed. So he wins a... He does sort of fairly decent on the dog. Then he gets a real proper professional who bets on tennis. Yeah, moody tennis. Yeah, and it is possible to win on that. You know, you're backing it uh, short odds on that's one to eight yeah you mm -hmm. know a, a tennis player who's serving to win the next game you know I mean? and you can do that if you've got a quick internet connection and you're all set up you, it is possible to win for a short and you're time a bit morally spurious yeah as well. and, <laughs> and basically the answer to can you beat the bookies is yes you can for a short time but in the end you won't but that's too no. long a title isn't it yeah. for the radio yeah. times isn't it yeah well the whole <laughs> yeah. i mean to be honest I, I thought the whole concept was uh, was flawed wow um, oh, i think wow. they probably like Lloyd as a presenter and thought let's find yeah. a, a project for him um, but anybody who does gamble a bit and I speak as a man who's back West Ham to beat Man City at 10 to 1 wow. uh, tomorrow you definitely <laughs> yeah. can't beat the best no precisely that's I've the had, first 20 minutes of the I've game had, Martin as well yeah, that's very yeah, impressive yeah. I've had a fiver on it and uh, I've had a fiver on uh, Sebastian Haller at 9 to 2 well to I score went for the goal. draw me and Motti have both gone for the draw today so I mean that's, I imagine that was fairly tidy odds wasn't it yeah well you say it's that good time you go for glory it's though, a good time you? to play I mean, City they're not yeah. fully well, into people say that they're not fully into but you seen the charity shield? Yeah, they didn't look bad, did they? They, did, they didn't look, you know, they look well, as though they're up for it. Martin, we're almost out of time. Joking. we got time for a quickie, though. We got time for, well, I watched a day with Ho, with Jose. That, that was going to say a day with Ho Chi Minh for a minute. Yes, I know, my fancy <laughs> Ho Chi Minh. I, I was quite intrigued by that. Was it good? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was very good, actually. Gary gets on well with Gary Cottrell, doesn't he? Gary went and saw him. They get on very well. He went and saw him, and you could tell there was a certain, you know, you know, connection between the two of them. And um, it was quite interesting. And I thought it was interesting when he said that he's a big follower of Darwin, uh, not Darwin in Blackburn, but uh, Darwin, the uh, father of evolution. evolution yeah. and, all that. Um, and he said, you know, it's not the one who wins most. It's not the one who's toughest. It's the one who can adapt best. Right. That's what makes you a good manager following the Darwinian principle of adaptation. Which is a man that seemed 
pretty set in his ways uh, in the last couple of jobs. It's quite an odd thing to say. Yes, it is. Really? Well, that, yeah. that did surprise me. Raised yeah. an eyebrow or two. Um, and of course, they took him back to um, S, what is it, Stabulo, yeah. where he started Victoria. Well, he was the Laria manager, wasn't he? Was he, the Laria to say. he was the manager of Laria, <laughs> so he would have his jacket hanging up in the back of the car and seeing <laughs> a corner sandwich in the label. Martin Kellner, you're back next week. Yes. Fantastic. Martin Kellner there with a week of sport on uh, TV. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That's a soft. Well, if, you, if Chelsea brought out a uh, sausage mash and peas kit, would you wear it for games? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I might. I suppose <laughs> it seems unlikely. Like <laughs> Imagine Chelsea. That'd be great, It'd wouldn't be it? More like caviar and champagne, wouldn't it? Oh, would it really? Ooh, okay. So, really. Fair enough. Okay, well, that's it. Um, we're back on Monday. Motti will be with us and Andy Brass will take us around Europe and um, Rodney Marshall pop in. So until then, have a great weekend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.